go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki Jensen and Brie Picconi, and we're. Late to the Party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally wonderstruck, um, in Taylor's version of life existing. It's just Taylor's world and we're living in it. We're living in it. This is Late to the Party with Nikki and Brie, Taylor's version. (laughs) Yes. I Uh, love your sweatshirt, by the way. Thank you. I, you know, I feel like, especially with Swifties, which I identify as loosely because them bitches be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, out in the wild, it's like an if you know, you know thing. Mm-hmm. Like so many people stop me on the street and they're like Taylor's version or like I'll stop people on the street with like an era's like concert sweatshirt and I'll be like, hey, did you go see a show? Like which one did you go to? What surprise song? So yeah, it's fun meeting Swifties out in the wild. That is fun. That's like my only interactions. Like, but like, I feel like it's like instantly, it's like um, club bathrooms, like bathrooms at the club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like where like you'll be waiting in line for the bathroom and you'll make a really close friend for like five seconds, never see him again. That's nice. That's like the Taylor Swift community. That's awesome. I feel, okay, I, I've been struggling with this. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a Swifty or That's not. Okay. I but I might be. I'm I'm questioning. <laughs> You're always questioning everything. I am. Just insert the Cape Blanchett the gaze again. Yes. But just um I just think it's interesting because like I always liked Taylor Swift. And you know, we're gonna talk about Speak Now and Speak Now Taylor's version. I really love Taylor Swift in her like country girly era, but also in Speak Now, she's kind of dipping her toes more into pop and stuff like that. And now we know her as this pop star, pretty much, <laughs> who started out a little more country. But, like, we've seen her evolve and grow a lot. And I do really admire her journey, you know? Um, I have a lot of thoughts on just this era of Taylor Swift in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm slowly realizing maybe I'm a Swifty on some level. Like I, you're on the spectrum. I didn't want to be. I didn't think I would be. I don't know why this resistance. We'll talk it out. Yeah, we'll, I need to we'll, unpack. Yes, we will unpack this. Yeah, but yeah, we are talking about Speak Now in honor of Speak Now Taylor's version coming out when this drops tomorrow. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> um. Well, I think it's interesting. July 7th, right? Mm-hmm. That's 7-7. Seven, seven. And tw- is 23 also a lucky number? I don't know. It Doesn't she have... There's something with numbers with her, right? She likes 13. 13. So... 7 plus 7 is 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what's the deal? But minus 1 but is my- 13. <laughs> and there's one song that's coming out. <laughs> I feel like... I feel like that is the type of like TikTok Swifty that makes my like insides just cringe like so hard though they'll be like (laughs) predictions you know in like the swifty tiktok community they'll be like taylor has seven songs and it's whatever minus one is 13 like they'll yeah i think because taylor swift does have these easter eggs and she's always been really into self 
mythologizing what you do when you're younger anyways. Mm-hmm. But like Taylor Swift has made her identity, like public persona and just everything about her brand and everything is revolving around Easter eggs, especially now. But it does start with Speak Now. Right. That She had like, like in the little pamphlet that used to come with CDs. The like liner the notes. Yeah. The, like everything's in lowercase letters except certain letters are capitalized, right? To spell mm-hmm. out certain, certain things. things. Yeah. Or like who the song is about, like a secret message. I love that. I love decoding secret messages. See, I, I think I might end up being a crazy Swifty. I feel like it's just starting because I, I didn't know this at the time about Easter eggs. Like I thought... I don't know. I kind of thought people were just crazy to read into things, but I didn't realize she was planting these seeds that early. And people were in, you know, I mean, I know that people take it and run with it nowadays, especially, but. Well, and I also have a theory that Taylor Swift took it and ran with it. Yeah. Because like Taylor Swift back then, I think was planting certain Easter eggs, but for them to come back now, I don't think she was as aware of an Easter egg until like reputation lover, mm. kind of like the 2018, 2019 era of her career is when she like leaned into it hard. Okay. And I think she's always been that type of girl, that type of artist that has little things, but I don't think it was conscious until a couple years ago. Like she was doing it mm-hmm. and it was intentional, but not like in the way. Like, at Speak Now, she did not see, like, a folklore or Evermore or Lover or Midnight's. Like, no. She's like, this is fun. You know, I'll put this in here. People probably won't even hardly notice. Truly. Or this is fun for, like, the if you know, you know type of thing. I think she's always doing, like, a wink and a nod. Mm. But I don't think she's, like, mastermind. (laughs) Well, I think she's a mastermind to a degree, but she's a mastermind in all lowercase. She's not, like, the Avengers. (laughs) Yeah. Like, Though some would argue, I feel. Simmer down now is what I have to say. I think like I love Taylor Swift so much and I love her music and I love her as an artist. And I do love the community of Swifties. Like I love that people connect, including me, with her songs and her music so deeply. Yeah. Because I think that's her true gift to the world. It's not every songwriter can make you feel like this song is like something you wrote or something you felt, but it's something she's experienced. I think that's a gift. Right. And she writes all her own songs, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially Speak Now. Yeah. She did the whole head to toe, that top to bottom. Her. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I know people get help with writing sometimes, but she does the majority of her own writing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She is the mastermind, she but is. it is what bothers me is like when people take her and make her like larger than life. Like more than just your average girl with talent? Yeah, I mean, there's like. Like she's a god? Yeah, she's not. Like, I think she is to a certain degree. Like, she's a superstar. Like, she's the biggest. Her and Beyonce are like the biggest pop stars on the planet right now Mm -hmm. and have been for like the last 10 years. But it takes away from her art a little bit when you put her so high on a pedestal and make everything an Easter egg. Like every breath she takes an Easter egg. Yeah, that's a lot. That's probably also a lot of pressure, a lot to keep up with. As Taylor, you're like, whoa, (laughs) no guys, that was just. 
Which, can we talk about Taylor Swift now for a hot second? Yeah. Because her and Maddie Healy broke up. Maddie Healy of the 1975. And, like, the magazine said that they were about to get married. (laughs) Dang it. Like, National Enquirer, one of those. I saw that on the shelf. I thought it was really funny because it was, like, after they had already broken up. I know. I was like, you sent me that the day that they broke up. And I was like, oh, God. But, like, Swifties. And then I'll stop because we might get burned at the stake. We might like, <laughs> we're like, we think we're Swifties. Also, Swifties are the worst. Am I right, guys? <laughs> I think even Swift, like in the Swifty community, I think we can all agree that some people are. Take it a little too far. Way too far. See, and I'm like a Maddie Healy fan and I love Taylor Swift being messy. Mm-hmm. I'm not a fan of Joel Alwyn. Snooze. Mm-hmm. Her with a bad boy. Or a bad boy in quotations. Yeah, it does shake things up. I mean, her being messy. I love that. Yeah. I love that we see her now like out and about with Gigi Hadid and not all in a suitcase. Because that's how she traveled for a certain time to be hidden. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I love what she's doing now. Because like we had a, a talk. We had like an episode where we talked about Midnight's and I did not give like really rave reviews which midnight's has grown on me yeah but we were talking about how i was worried about her heiress tour being like way too self-indulgent yep and i think her not the fans her she's done a good job of not making it so Mm self-indulgent where it's like gross i think she's gonna only grow and start up like with fans and i think yeah I, i like what she's doing i do too and i feel like we have seen her, you know, from like a young age. Like, wasn't she 16 when she started? A debut. Yeah, she was like 16. Yeah. So we've seen her through this journey. And we've seen like, even though she's like not really old or anything, because I feel like we talked about this too. Like, we think of like Cher having a bunch of errors because she's always reinvented herself. But that's part of being a great artist. And I feel like Taylor Swift has done that. She's taken the Madonna approach and kind of ran with it. it and that's cool because we've never seen like a country to pop person with that much success. We haven't. And, you know, I got to say, like when I was researching this album, like looking back at like 2009, 2010 and thinking about how I experienced this album and listening to it and thinking about Taylor Swift in general, I just remember a lot of like hate and just like a lot of resistance to her dipping her toes into pop or something like she wasn't pop enough or she was too pop or she wasn't country enough all of a sudden like people were really sipping on the haterade and me included and i'm like what is wrong with us like why are we also collectively like wanting to keep people in their lanes like why you know and it just also makes me think of like miley cyrus i know she's had a different experience she's grown up in the spotlight and whatever but i think you know it's just kind of refreshing to see like an artist reinvent themselves and like keep changing. Like why I feel like we should be more on board with that, especially when they're like young, because you don't exactly know who you are. Like, I don't know. I'm just like kind of mad retro actively. Uh, I mean, I was thinking about this this morning before we, we got together and started recording like speak now comes out on in October of 2010. And that was a very interesting time anyways. We were in high school. Mm-hmm. So we're at that like perfect age where t- 
Taylor Swift is like an older sister, you know, she's like five, six years older than us. Yeah. But she's writing kind of for whatever age we are or close to that. Mm -hmm. So, so that's kind of cool, but it's also like people don't realize like now who Taylor Swift is was not who she was in 2010. Mm -hmm. Like this was after Joe Jonas, after winning the album of the year for Fearless. Yes. This was like curly haired Taylor. Um, this is when she started gaining the reputation for being like just dating a bunch of guys and writing songs about them. This was, mm -hmm. you know, going on Ellen and being like Joe Jonas broke up with me in a 27 second phone call. Yeah. I love seeing clips of her dragging Joe Jonas, though. It's so funny. Like there's one of her like, I guess there's like collector's dolls uh -huh. of like the Jonas Brothers and there's a Joe one and there's like a phone included. And she's like, oh. He's got like a phone so he can break up with his other dolls and she has like a Barbie. I don't know. It's just really funny. Oh my God. Those were from her. Do you remember her like MySpace YouTube era? I don't think I, I don't, you know, no, I don't. Sadly, no. Well, she would do these like MySpace bulletins and she'd talk about things or she'd do like vlogs. Mm set to songs and music and like that was from one of the vlogs oh it was like a, i do miss like celebrities low-key vlogging back in the day yeah. or like because they were a little close in age as well like i don't know i was like oh this is what what youtube's really gonna be like but now it's so like polished or like this is like when i'm older i'm gonna like there was one where taylor swift and her mom are in line to vote and i think she's voting for obama i think that's what's the subtext uh -huh. but it's cool to see her in line voting and i'm like oh the next election like I'll be able to vote, yeah. you know? The original influencers. I know. I, w I mean, you know, I'll keep my opinions about influencers to myself. <laughs> but this era of Taylor Swift is a lot more petty and a lot more, like, young and unhinged. And, yeah, like, she's not, like, media trained. But I love that yet. about her. I love that. <laughs> it's great because this is, like, she still has some confidence. I feel like... In a way, I feel like after this, it's almost like she, I don't know how to say it, but like, isn't as like free with her. Like, it's almost like she gets more self-conscious maybe or something like, I don't know. Cause people are so critical. Like she does clap back to like critics and stuff in this album, which I think is great. Like the song mean. I don't like we'll have we'll, yeah we'll talk about it but you know what i'm saying like i i love that she's a little unhinged and not media trained and just like she because she hasn't said anything too bad like i love seeing her a little bit petty i think i have so many mixed feelings about that but we'll like dive into that <laughs> because this is also the album post vmas right i'll let you finish okay yeah so like her stardom is just at an all-time high for Speak Now. Mm -hmm. But I feel like people our age, it was not cool to like Taylor Swift. Now it it's wasn't cool. cool. Yeah. Then it was not cool to like Taylor Swift. If you like Taylor Swift, it was almost like you liked High School Musical or like Hannah Montana. It was like very like, wow. So for me at this, in this time, Taylor Swift was like a guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. Like I'd sing along in my room to mine. Or like, you know. But you wouldn't let it show out in the world. No, definitely not. I was, but I was also like, 
at this point i was like i'm really into bring me the horizon guys so shut up is this around the same time where she did that like song with t-pain that like parody song Mm because i just unlocked that in my brain all of a sudden yes yeah that was like a year before oh okay yeah Gotcha. Because I'm like, I remember being into Taylor Swift around that time, but like, I guess that was before, before it was not cool. I feel like it was like getting in. I don't know. Taylor Swift at this point, it was like her star was like rising, mm-hmm. but also maybe just because we were like teenagers. It was like the teen cachet. It was not like cool. Yeah. Who knows why? But we were secretly doing it. It was kind of like a high school musical thing back in like middle school. It was like, you know, everyone's watching Disney Channel. Yeah. Like, but you can't play. say you like it. I always loved high school musical. <laughs> I never, at least that I can remember, was ashamed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I felt like I should be, but I was like, you know, this is too much fun. I waxed and waned. I remember when we went to see High School Musical 3 at the movies. Yeah. And I wanted to watch it ironically. But everyone was having way too much fun. Yes, they were. They were cheering when Troy was sweating on the basketball, which was hilarious, but also like fun. It was too much joy to like, yeah, ironically like it. Kind of like One Direction at this time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was. Mm, it was like funny because it was like I was like, I'm going to ironically like One Direction. Mm-hmm. But then One Direction themselves started being very ironic with it. Yeah. So it's like that cancel itself out yeah but what i do love to circle back to taylor swift especially in this era i love how just unabashedly like romantic and just optimistic and just hard on her sleeve she was yeah and she still is i think you know her as a lyricist and a songwriter and just as an artist i I love how she's never wanted to be cool she's just she's like this is who i am and this is what i want to talk about and that i think that's why people respond so much and th- i think that's why people still to this day think of speak now as their favorite mm. not my favorite but i love it i love it too yeah i'm not entirely sure what my favorite is but it might actually be up there at least one of them because i just i really do love this like mix of like country and pop um i feel like it's a great like balance that she's striking at this time and just you know i i always love taylor swift from i guess love story probably because tim mcgraw i know that was before but i wasn't really because i'm not a huge country music fan Mm. but i think also because it's written from like a female perspective like she's a young girl i was a young girl you know like you just kind of i don't know because i feel like country has so many male singers. I yeah. mean, there are great, you know, there's Shania. Faith Hill. Faith Hill. Um, but we always knew Taylor Swift was going to be different. Like, she came onto the scene and just just kind of ran away with the sauce, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I like, I just really like this album. And I, I remember more songs than I thought I would. Oh, my God. I was listening to it this morning. And just, like, every time I hear mine... Yes. It just like takes me back to being that age, to being that young teenage girl and being like, this is what it's going to be like when I fall in love or like when I'm older or, you know, and also it's just a banger anyways. Yes. Yeah, the part where they're sitting by the water, just the chorus really gets me. I like, 
when I first like played this because I, I don't think I've listened to this album in years. Um, I go through phases. Yeah, I remembered all the words, all the words. But then mine into sparks fly. Mm-hmm. Like I know that's like a Swifty like favorite. Mm. Sparks fly. It's a good one. But I don't think about it. But then when it gets into the chorus, when she's like, drop everything now. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, yeah. And even um, back to December, like that one was so good, too. I love back to December. A great bridge. Why weren't some of these songs more popular? Or like, why didn't they? You know what I mean? I feel like why haven't they stuck around? I longer? mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I But I do think it's because at this time we were like, Taylor Swift's a caricature of herself. However, I do think Speak Now is like fearless. Um, If you take fearless as an album and you like take it for its best parts and like make it a little more mature mm-hmm. and just this is like the evolution. But yeah, I feel like there's like this album doesn't have any bad songs. <laughs> <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> well, do you want to... We're going to get to it song by song. Yeah. Let's do that. Let's just do that. Um, But before we do, just some stats, some facts mm-hmm. about Speak Now. Um, So it was released on October 25th, 2010. It's her third studio album. So before this, she had debut Fearless, which won album of the year mm-hmm. the previous year. And then I'll Speak Now. Um, like I said, post VMAs, it was originally titled Enchanted. Right. And her manager was like, enough with the kitty stuff, <laughs> Taylor. Um, and apparently the story is like, he was like, no, enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't be called Enchanted. And she like excused herself from the table and came back later and was like, speak now. I think Speak Now is great, like, title. I think that fits it so well. I agree. I also love the song Speak Now. Mm-hmm. And I love this idea that she writes in her liner notes about just speaking now. She has this whole, yes, like, it feels like a monologue. It is. You know? It basically is, right? Yeah. About just saying what you have to say in the moment. Mm-hmm. No regrets. Yes. Just like from your heart, just out there and not really caring. Like vulner- vulnerability and all that jazz. I love that. Yes. Also, it's like the themes are a lot of like girlhood to adulthood. Mm-hmm. So like her growing up. Um, And this is like her last country pop album. Yes. Because Red, we get like the Max Martin produced We're Never Getting Back Together and I Knew You Were Trouble. And yeah, this is like the last like country tailor with the curly hair at the CMT Awards. Mm -hmm. After that, yeah, different time. So so now we can get into the dress. So now, yeah, you're like, (laughs) no, 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 no. I just, (laughs) you're like, sad news. (laughs) No. I do. I really want to get into it. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I'm excited to see if we have similar or like different opinions because I feel like some of them are going to be different just judging by like your reactions. But I think that'll be fun. And I like it. Yeah. Okay. So we've talked about mine, which yeah. is the first single. Yes. Perfect first single. That's, That's it. a perfect song. 
Yeah, I I have no notes on mine because she ate and left no crumbs. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. It's so good. It's, it's something I could listen to. It's almost timeless. It's It's up there for me. It's like one of those songs for me that if we're talking about country Taylor Swift, love story in mine are these songs that elicit these like feelings in my stomach yeah. almost like butterflies it, it just that taylor swift optimistic because she's a sagittarius that kind of like feeling you know yeah it's also like daydreaming you know yes and what she thought i don't know like when you're younger just like fairy tale love would be it's I a guess. hairbrush song yeah like singing yeah hairbrush yeah Let's see. Sparks fly. Sparks fly. Oh, yeah. This one was about Jake Owen, mm-hmm. the country singer that she met in the bar. Yeah. Like when she was like 16 or something. This is like she wrote this song back when she was writing her debut album. And it was like she played it at a couple shows in 2007. And it became like a fan favorite so much so that by Speak Now, she put it on the album. Yeah, I love how this song, you know, I don't really understand why like people were so harsh because some of these songs are imagined scenarios and they're not even about people she's actually dated. You know what I mean? When you think about it, like, I don't know. People were harsh? Well, don't you? I don't know. You know, like the just, I guess just the idea that she's like dating too many people, you know, she dates around too much or whatever, even though she's young and... I don't even think she dated like half. I'm just saying like half of these people shouldn't even date. Oh, true. That's all I'm saying. You know, what's hilarious. though about just Taylor Swift in general, I feel like people that review her albums, like the critics in that way, give a lot of praise to Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. And then I feel like the media, like the public persona. Yes. Is a little more critical, which is fair because... And we'll, we'll talk about it more when we get into like an innocent or a better than revenge. Yeah. But I think Taylor Swift's public persona sometimes doesn't do her any favors. Mm, gotcha. Which I think is is why she's maybe felt more necessary in the recent years to pull back, especially on who songs are about. Y- you know, I think the beauty of Taylor Swift is she's like an every woman, mm-hmm. every girl. But she's a little cringe. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I just, like, you know, like a Taylor Swift, remember when she was, like, had her squad? Uh-huh, yeah. And it just kind of makes everything dull in comparison. Like, 1989 is such a good album, but then you read about her squad all the time, and uh-huh. then it's, like, and she, like, brings them all out, like, all these supermodels out on the 1989 tour for style, and you're, like, Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. You know, or, you know, reputation where she's like, I'm not going to do any press. Oh, yeah. Reputation but, is a little cringe. Well, well, I love the album, but it's funny because she's like, yeah, I'm not going to do any press. This album's going to speak for itself. But then the first single is Look What You Made Me Do with a bunch of tailors in different eras. And it's like, oh, <laughs> uh, but you weren't going to. You're saying way too much. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Just dial it back. Say less. Say less. Speak now. Say less. But say less. Or like do less. I don't... There's like that 
there's some dissonance between her public persona. Yeah. No, I see what you're and saying. And her as a musician. Okay. That's fair. That makes sense. I haven't really thought of it like that, but yes. But speaking of like public personas and like public image and, and all that, back to December. It's an, an apology to Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Which, you know, at the time I didn't really understand their romance, but now looking back, I'm like, they're, they're actually pretty cute. I know. And this is like, like Taylor Lautner is the only guy that we know of that's been like, hey, the song's about me. She's like, yeah, the song's about him. And the only one so far that I've noticed that seems to be on like cool terms, like never any bad thing to say. Yes. And kind of, I don't know, like I know, like, well, I know we'll talk about the VMAs and stuff, but mm-hmm. he had things to say about that too, which which were very sweet. Like he came out with this whole statement, like he felt really bad because- <laughs> He was on stage when the whole Kanye he thing was happened. Right there. He was like standing right there. But what's he going to do? Like, I feel like it's very sweet, but it's also like, it's not Taylor Lautner's fault. It's not his fault. No, but it's funny because he was like, I didn't hear anything. I just smiled and nodded because I thought there was a skit happening, but I couldn't hear what was going on until she turned around and he saw her face. He was like, oh, whoops. I guess that wasn't funny, but he was just going along as you do. Relatable. Taylor Lautner seems very sweet. Yeah. I'm like... You know, maybe it was the whole, like, Team Edward, Team Jacob of it all. And just, I don't know. Looking back, like, I always had, like, a little bit of a sweet spot for Taylor Lautner. But it was, like, a guilty pleasure sort of thing where I never, it was, I was never, like, straight up, like, yeah, Team Jacob or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. We've talked about this (laughs) in our Twilight episode. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I'm on the right side of history being like, oh, yeah, Twilight's not that good, y'all. Yeah. Sorry. I know, like, Gen Z is very into Twilight. I know millennials have a soft spot. Like, they, every, you know, these two generations that we're, like, somewhere in the middle of mm-hmm. love Twilight. Yeah. How do I say this? <laughs> How do I break this to people? Okay, I mean, I feel like, okay, if you just watch the movie, the movie is not good. And they get worse, too. They don't get better. (laughs) Yeah, but we, you know, there's a fantasy to it. We were all, maybe not, maybe we weren't all. I can't speak for you, because I was buying the fantasy at the time, but I also had read the books, and I was into the books. I think that was an element, because there is, like, watching, when we watched it again, like, and not having read the books in years, I was like, wait, what is happening? Wait, why? How are we from here to here? Wait, there's no dialogue. Wait. Like, it was very confusing. So you'd, you'd have to, rem- like, be doing the whole... Like, it's not like a Harry Potter series where you can just put the movie on and pretty much understand what's happening without having to read the books, which I feel like is probably not the best. Like, I don't think it holds up over time. You just either were had to be in it or not, I guess. I think... It is very fun to think that, like, Taylor Swift at this time, you know, is living, breathing, existing through, like, the Twilight phenomenon. Uh-huh. And then dates Jacob from Twilight. And they had their, they were in a movie together. Valentine's Day. 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 Valentine
I, th- I remember it being a cute movie. I sorry. <laughs> you hated it? No. Yeah, I don't I mean I don't want to put any stank, any like bad things on Gary Marshall's name because yeah. Gary Marshall, like he did Pretty Woman. He did The Princess Diaries, which is my favorite movie of all time. Right. And R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. to Gary Marshall. And that's all I'll say about Valentine's Day. Okay. It's a cute premise. Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to talk about Valentine's Day. It's just like. You know, Taylor Swift as a musical artist has only gotten better. Yeah. Has only, you know, like thrived. Has as an, an actress, element. not so much. Never good. It's not her thing. Yeah. But that's okay. It doesn't have to be. Yeah. Just stick to what you know. She's great at songwriting. Yeah. Singing. Oh, yeah. And I stand by Ta- uh, like, Taylor's great. Taylor Lautner's great. Twilight's trash. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. But at the time, I get it. Yeah. We were at the right age. I get the fantasy, Brie. I get yeah. your fantasy. You just had to, yeah. It has to hit at the right time. Like, you had to be there. You had to be there. It was a phenomenon. You are also, like, in my defense, if I was guilty pleasure listening to Taylor Swift, I would never be open to Twilight. Yeah. Why not? They can't exist. The two can't exist. No, not at, not at that time. I don't think at that time, because also Taylor Swift at this time, which she's kind of taken back, but Taylor Swift was also like, I'm not a feminist. And this was like prime time for me to be like, yeah, I'm a feminist. Gotcha. And also me to be getting into like Lady Gaga. Yes. Like bad romance. I was thinking of that. Yeah. Performance art. So I was like a mixture of like Gaga theater kid and Mm -hmm. also like really into like screamo mm. and discovering feminism and being like, guys, the the injustice in the world, we're still not over it. Yeah. So. Love that. Yes, but that's that's my defense of why I couldn't get into Twilight. Anyways. Gotcha. Now I'm not, I hopefully am not as insufferable as I was back in like 2009. I don't think so. I don't think you were insufferable. Thank you, Brie. Yeah, I've never felt that way, so. <laughs> um. But you know who else might come off as insufferable back in 2009? Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Anyways, next song is Speak Now. Oh, yeah. It's another (laughs) fantasy. It's it's more of my fantasy. Yeah, like stopping someone at their wedding. Yes. I I love the I'm not like other girls energy when she's like the girls in like a gown looking like a pastry. Yeah. And you're not the type of boy to marry the wrong girl. Mm -hmm. And me as like a pseudo feminist inseparable person back then was like yeah yeah ruin that wedding yeah <laughs> it makes me think of um my best friend's wedding a yes. bit like julia roberts like that energy you know where she's like hey like drop it but it's like in reality it's she's probably just in her feels yeah taylor swift in this album sometimes she's julia roberts in my best friend's wedding Wearing the tiny glasses and suit. Yeah. Be, like trying to stop this wedding. Mm-hmm. And at other times she's Cameron Diaz. 
just being Singing prim the and proper. Karaoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's both. She is. Anyways, this oh. mo- this album is my best friend's wedding. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, oh. And then we have, honestly, my notes are a little out of order. Dear John. Okay, thanks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dear John. So. Another fan fave. Yeah. Which I love that she's like, didn't she say something like, oh, John Mayer is presumptuous to think this is about him, but clearly it is Ooh. when it's titled Dear John, right? In the context of the like lyrics and stuff. Who else would it be about? Yeah. Some other guy named John. I mean, maybe. I mean. John who works at Home Depot. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, well, talking about Taylor Swift TikTok, mm. she did allegedly date Martin Johnson from Boys Like Girls uh-huh. back in the day. It could be about him, but unlikely. not Dear Martin. No, I mean, also Dear John is like um, is like that? a love note. It's like a it's a movie. It's a story. It is like is a, a book. It is a Nicholas Sparks book turned movie. But Dear John is also like a like um. Hold on. Um, a Dear John letter is a letter from a woman to a man. Oh, um, terminating a personal relationship. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So, however, along with the fantasy, and it's probably about John Mayer, but if your name is John and you find out, like, what a Dear John letter means, Mm -hmm. you gotta, like, speak now. You gotta take that opportunity. (laughs) That's good. It's good? It's good. Like, it's good to be, like, you know, you have this relationship like the song depicts with someone named John. Yeah. Oh, and find out what a Dear John letter is. Yeah. But it's not good for John. Well, no, but like it's genius. Yeah. No, like, it's wh- What genius. a coincidence. Like, I know. No, it's great. I love it. I love that it could have double meanings. You have to take that opportunity. Yes. Is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You should speak now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, just gets with someone named john to <laughs> write him a dear john letter but if the name is john that's perfect yeah um but what are your thoughts on dear john i like it i mean i think she says things that need to be said i don't know clearly she's heartbroken clearly she's salty you know she's like young and impressionable at the time and i don't know john mayer I, you know i don't know how i feel about him i don't know much about him as a person you know um i mean i'm a fan of john mayer yeah i don't have like any strong feelings about john mayer i'm not like one of those people that are that's yeah. like fuck jake gyllenhaal fuck john no. mayer well like, let me rephrase okay the i like his music his public persona i can't i feel like i can't comment because i just don't know i As far as, like, John Mayer's public persona, I think he's entitled to, like, date whoever he wants. Mm-hmm. You know, say as money insulting dumb things about Jessica Simpson as he wants. Like, he's entitled to that. Um, I mean, it maybe, like, makes him look like a douchebag, but, like, eh. <laughs> But he's wrote some bobs. <laughs> but he's wrote some bobs. Also, like, I get it. Like, like... 
I have a, a like a, a sensitive spot for John Mayer. Mm. Like, and I know like on his first album, Room for Squares, he has this song called My Stupid Mouth. Oh. Which I think about often because... <laughs> he just says things? Like, yeah, because he just says things. And I think like, as much as I relate to a Taylor Swift, I also relate to a person like John Mayer or Maddie Healy that says things to be salacious, uh-huh. to be witty, to be clever, and like has to put their foot in their mouth. You're like, oh no. Like, as much as it's gross and wrong to say like jessica simpson's like sexual napalm i understand how that could go from your head out your mouth like i totally i, I get it <laughs> i do I, i'm you're you're probably glad i'm not a guy because i would do terrible things if i was i would be john mayer if i was a man <laughs> oh my God. or a maddie healy like i get it oh that's hilarious and it may but but saying, speak your truth nikki speak now <laughs> But saying stupid things like that to be funny, to be clever, doesn't make you a fun person to hang out with. It's my big lesson. Nick, I have to tell you something. Mm -hmm. You are not who you have been. (laughs) You are still innocent. Thank you. (laughs) If Taylor Swift can forgive. Um, Dear John. Back to Dear John. Back to Dear John. Uh... I like that the song exists to someone that at 1920 dated someone that was like 32. I understand the dynamics. I understand. Oh, I thought you said you did. When I was like 20, I dated someone that was like 30, 32. Oh, yeah. I forgot about. Okay, sorry. Um, that was like a blip. I know. It was like a blip. And I'm sure that's how Taylor Swift feels about John Mayer. Yeah. Or maybe not because would have, could have, should have. Yeah. Which is my favorite. Like one of my favorites on Midnight. Oh. That's that's a superior song Mm. um what was my point i think dear john's relatable especially in like the way like when she talks about dynamics about like you know how she aced all his tests Mm -hmm. and still not good enough yeah and and like i think like when there is like a age difference like that and there's like a dynamic shift Mm. like i think as the younger person especially like at a really impressionable age like that you take pride in acing tests and like being like oh okay we're like on even playing field whatever but at the end of the day they don't view you as that mm. so it doesn't really matter there's still gonna be that some type of dynamic yeah yeah i hear you any other i do have some thoughts yes um just like the sound of the song in general like it's the guitar the like sad like it sounds gravity yes it reminds me of gravity like you say you don't like john mayer no back to 2014 go walking past Bree's room for like two whole months turned up gravity by john mayer (laughs) over and over and over i was going through a tough time gravity was working against me and it helped get me through (laughs) you're right the morning like as soon as i woke up in the morning gravity i feel like on repeat you go to bed i'd be like hey brie and you'd be like gravity i just need to be alone right now closes the door and bless gravity it's a good song no i don't not like him i just feel like i can't comment on like him as a person because i just don't like i'm not a hardcore fan in that way but i do like his music and like i know that there's some swifties out there who probably are like he's like 
he should die in a fire or something. And I, I don't know if I could personally say that because I don't have that strong opinion on him like that. So that's all. But I did. Yeah, gravity is <laughs> it's one of my favorites. You know what, though? I know someone or knew someone who has had encounters with John Mayer. Encounters? Encounters. Do tell. Um, not encounters like that, but ran into him. Apparently, very tall, very charming. So maybe you'd fall in love with him. Maybe he'd have the <laughs> Che Diaz effect. Damn. I think it's that haircut. I think he would have the Che Diaz effect on me. You I think, think so. If he started playing Gravity or like what song? No. What did you say? Like my uh, my stupid mouth? No, I mean definitely not. That would remind <laughs> me of me. You're like no, ew. You'd like run the other way. You'd be uh, like you know, this is a bad decision. No, I just think like John Mayer in general probably could win me over. <laughs> and that's on that you're like Bleh. like you're about to throw up all over like projectile vomit <laughs> sorry Woo. it does dear john kind of reminds me of <laughs> uh phoebe bridger's motion sickness which is about ryan adams oh i don't know if i've heard that one it's a great song but i mean you know what at least john Mayer isn't as insufferable sounding as ryan adams like as a person? Or? Yeah, as a person. Like, have have you read or listened to, like, Meet Me in the Bathroom about, like, the 2000s, like, garage rock scene and how, like, John Mayer comes across as a lot cooler than Ryan Adams, who just, Ryan Adams was, like, trying to get people hooked on drugs. Damn. And just, like, showing up at parties and being like, you want to write a song? You want to write a song and do some drugs? Yeah, you want some drugs? Do you want to write a song? <laughs> Like, so at least John Mayer isn't isn't like that. Yeah. True. Um mean. <laughs> anyway, wait. Okay, yeah. Which this song won two Grammys. I don't understand. Is it for the music video as well? Or what was the other Grammy for? I should probably look that up. I should probably know that. It won. Um no, it won Best Country Solo Performance and Best Song. Well, is it the best song though? <laughs> Like, I feel like on this album, it's not like, I mean, it's not a bad song, but I feel like it's, it's not my favorite. Or maybe it's, it is. Okay. It's not really a good song either. I don't know. I, I have mixed feelings on this song, but I want to hear your thoughts. Um, I like mean. It's all right. It's not my, like, it's not, if we're ranking them, it's not like either here nor there. Mm-hmm. Um, mean it's. It's one of those songs where I think if we're talking about Taylor Swift's public persona, yeah, this is the murky territory where it's she, a couple Grammys prior, she sang with Stevie Nicks. Mm-hmm. And there was, I believe it's Rolling Stone or one of the, you know, like just critics said that she couldn't sing. Yeah. Now, to be objective, that was not one of her best performances, Taylor Swift. Her voice has gotten a lot stronger. Yeah. That was not a good performance. She's also singing with Stevie Nicks. And, like, no one is Stevie Nicks. You know what I mean? Like, that's... Well, Taylor Swift... (laughs) I listened to it today. Yeah. I watched her performance. She has a very hard time... Uh, harmonizing with Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Like, she's like, if Stevie Nicks is here with a note, Taylor Swift is like, 
Uh, hovering over the notes. Yeah. And really, it's just. But Taylor Swift is so good at writing music and her musical, like. You do not have to be Adele. Mm-mm. To quote Aretha Franklin, great gowns, beautiful <laughs> gowns. Yeah. Taylor, I mean, Taylor Swift's not like the best vocalist, which is also relatable. Yeah, she doesn't have to be. Like, I, yeah. But anyway, she got in her feelings, as Taylor Swift does. She's on her vigilante shit, mm-hmm. um, which we'll do again in a couple tracks. And this was her response. It's no limp. By Fiona Apple, which is also like a response song to a critic. Mm. So I just feel like it's a little mid. Yeah, I agree. I don't really understand the hype around this song. Like why it was the one to win a Grammy of all the songs on this album. Because I feel like there's so many good ones and maybe more deserving ones. But I don't know if it's like the message at the time. I don't know what exactly. Because it doesn't even sound like it does have like a bit of that country pop thing going on it's a bit upbeat as well and it's like kind of catchy but i feel like there's catchier songs like i think it's the most why yeah i I think it's the most country song which is why i think if she was to win a grammy i think they would probably push yeah for it to you know this is just the most country song yeah i think you're right anyway i don't really know how i feel about all that but i also think it's interesting apparently the song had like an effect on like anti-bullying messages at the time and was in the forefront of this remember when all of a sudden people were like hey bullying's bad hey cyberbullying's a thing the glee effect the glee, yeah glee ruins all of our lives <laughs> but like apparently kids in schools were like they had mandatory assignments and a lot of them would research this song even like people would write college papers and reference this song <laughs> so i don't know it had some kind of cultural impact I don't know. I thought that was really interesting because, like, I, I vaguely remember that, like, a bit. Yeah. Like, she's, like, the poster child for anti-bullying for a sec. I don't know. See, this is where you lose me. Maybe I'm not a Taylor Swift fan. Like, that's where I piece out. I'm like, geez. No, because mean, she go. she's like, you're a liar and pathetic and alone in life and mean uh-huh. about someone that said her vocal, per- you know, it was, like, not a great review, but... Yeah pretty fair criticism yeah all in all yeah actually yeah i kind of agree like yeah like i think that's when you get into the weeds with me and tay tay the weeds the weeds yeah because it turns into like a bad blood situation Mm -hmm. where i'm like oh my god yeah get over it girl like Katy Perry stole some dancers or you stole some dancers from her get a good god girl get a grip yes I mean I do feel like there are some times where I'm just like wait why does this matter why would you care like there's times where I really love Petty Taylor and other times where I'm like okay this is a little too much like this this is not necessary like um it's I love how you feel something so deeply Taylor Swift but like gosh yeah the, like that the, the self awareness is a little too that's where like you get into like self victimization and like a little yeah a little cringe yeah i don't know and, and- me <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, do you want to talk about the next song? The Story of Us? Yes. I like it. I like the song, but I like when she's like, next chapter. Yeah. And I like how this song's a little more rock. Um, and I like the music video. I remember like at the time really liking the music video. Um, she's like at this like college scenario. There's like a library. I don't know. It's like mostly the dancing. I think the choreography and the change of the settings and I don't know. Yeah. The things are unraveling around her. Uh, I just enjoy this music video a lot. I do too. I love also like the the song came to be because she was at allegedly an award show with allegedly John Mayer a couple seats away from her. Mm-hmm. But like who hasn't been there after you've broken up with someone or had like this weird situation with someone and like you got to just like pretend like it didn't happen or like you're looking at everything just not looking at each other wanting to speak. Yeah. So I do love like especially with this album, how you get like the Taylor Swift today is a fairy tale side of her, but you also get like the fantasy facade is kind of a way where like, I like like a this or a dear John being like, okay, this is like the real world. Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm going through. And I'm not just like imagining yeah. these scenarios. Like this is like how it actually is. I like it. So I guess thank you, John Mayer, in a weird way <laughs> for giving her. I don't know. I think I have I have hot takes okay. anyways on just, you know, I, I think it's like different if you've had like something actually like bad happen to you mm. with someone older than you that you've dated, like predatory. Mm. I don't think John Mayer, from all accounts, was predatory in that way to Taylor Swift. Mm. Just like a jerk just yeah. kind of used her but i feel like that we all have things in our life like that that like make us you know from like an innocent girl mm-hmm. into a more, more mature person like i think it's all about life experiences and i like how she shares that vulnerability with us on speak now i agree so don't yeah. fuck john Mayer. like i'm i'm against that with the swifties too come at me swifties yeah. Any more story thoughts? Um, not really. I didn't have too many thoughts on it. I just I do enjoy the song, and I like when she just speaks during songs in general. Like um, like better than revenge when she speaks on that one's kind of fun too. But like uh, what is our next song? That was it. Enchanted? Never grow up. Oh, it's never grow up. Dang, it's cute. I have no thoughts on it. <laughs> um, I I have thoughts. Okay, hit it, Bree. I like got emotional listening to it, and I didn't expect to like. I don't know. It just got me thinking about life and growing up. I don't know. Because you think about, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a mature song for being that age when she wrote it. Yeah. I don't know. And when she like talks about her mom, like dropping her off at school or something. And I don't know. It That, that part gets me. And just like the idea, I think, of growing up, like, or like getting your heart broken. Like, I don't know. Nikki, you look um, like, you're like, I have no thoughts, but you look emotional to me. I mean, <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll talk about it. I think the song that gets me emotional from this album is Long Live. Oh, okay. So I'll be there right with you in a second. Gotcha, when we get to that yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Well, anyway, this one gets me. And that period, that's all I got to say. <laughs> it's like, I can only listen. It's not really a bop. It's not something you just like want to put. It's like if you're 
If it's raining outside and you're feeling emotion. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's a sweet song. It is. Didn't she write about her godson, right? Oh. I think. I don't know. Oh. I, I think that's how it started. I mean, it seems like she writes a lot about her own experience, too, though, growing up. It sounds like. Anyway. Yeah. Enchanted. Enchanted. The best song on this album? I really love Enchanted. I love the buildup. Oh, my God. I love. I just love the, the chorus. I love. How this is another song that's like alleged, or it's not even alleged. It's about the Adam Young from Owl City. Yes, but Owl City. And it's just like they met at a party and she just wrote the song. And I think that's very sweet. And yes, my favorite. I love the chance at the end when there's like, please don't be in love with someone else. Yeah. Please don't have somebody waiting on you. And I just love how. This song has like the perfect chorus and just the build up to it. I, I just love the song so much. I want like a seven to 10 minute version of this song. Like it gives me the vibe. Like, you know, Venice Bitch, that uh -huh. Lana Del Rey song. It gets like something about the guitar or like the drums, like the build up is so good. And I just want to, I was listening to this for like the first time while I was driving and it was kind of like, kind of like stormy out a little bit like about to storm and it was so i felt like i was in a movie like this whole song makes me feel like like a movie and i just but i don't want it to end like i feel like the song ends too quick for me i just really enjoy it i do too i think this is like the perfect balance of like a more mature taylor swift with that whimsy mm -hmm. of you know like the fearless era taylor swift i think does a good job. It's like all the right pieces of Taylor Swift. Yes. Just culminating in this song. It's my favorite from the album. And we get the term wonderstruck. <laughs> yes, Which, I know. <laughs> did you ever have that perfume? Or do you remember the perfume ads from I, like 2011? I definitely remember the perfume ads. But see, I didn't identify as a Swifty because it wasn't cool at mm -hmm. that time. Um, But I do remember. And I remember thinking she looked gorgeous and like kind of ethereal that christian seriano like pale purple almost purple. pinkish purplish dress yes did you have the scent i did i had the fragrance from like, i think i got like a sample from sephora or something and then like had to get the fragrance mm. i don't currently have it which i know it goes for so much money and like it's so coveted it's discontinued right mm -hmm. but i remember even back in the day like being like, oh, it's not cool to like Taylor Swift. And then I smelled Wonderstruck and I was like, damn, this smells so good. And I've still never found a scent that smells exactly like it. But I'm always searching kind of like the song Enchanted, except it's about the perfume Wonderstruck. <laughs> You're like, please don't. But like, like I'm, I'm going to spend forever wondering <laughs> if I'll ever smell anything like that again. You're like up all night thinking about it. So wait, how much does this perfume go for right now online? Like, oh, God. Let's see. Get any guesses? I don't know, like $300? I was going to say 1000 but that just seems like way too much. But maybe. It's $390 on Amazon. Okay. That's still like a lot for one bottle of perfume. Like that's kind of hard to justify. I know. It's in this like, even the packaging... It's very, very cute. It's like purple and it has like little charms on it. Like there's like a like a starburst looking thing and a, a, like a bird. 
cute. Mm-hmm. What did it smell like? If you had to, like, if, do you remember? Let's see if they have any notes. I remember it smelling like vanilla-y, but also floral. Okay, it says, opens with the sweet and floral tones of raspberry, apple blossom, and the scent that deepens into sweet vanilla and honeysuckle. Ooh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Dang. It was great. Never had a scent the same, huh? Nope. It's unfortunate. But what about revenge? Some time for revenge. Oh, revenge. Okay. Better than revenge. Better than revenge. Okay. I like this song because it reminds me of Misery Business. <laughs> like, you know, she said she was influenced by Haley Williams. It's clear in this song to me, like even the sound of it, like having that like upbeat kind of guitar and, you know, this, the lyrics match up a lot. Like just, you know, the part where she's like, do, like she talks about the girls and actress doing things on the mattress, kind of like it's kind of slut shamey though. Not, not nice. Cool. Yeah, and it's not really her fault. It's about Camilla Bell, right? I'm guessing. Allegedly. So, but it's really. I feel like she should. It should be more about Joe Jonas. But that's what that was a thing back then. I guess like even a misery business. I think the difference between misery business and this song though is Mizbiz is not like about any person in particular that you can put your finger on oh yeah yeah yeah. and also misery business doesn't have a line about a mattress like it, it really yeah it's almost like, more so yeah or like the line about how many vintage dresses won't give you dignity it's like gosh <laughs> like poor camilla bella who is gorgeous i've never seen a thing that she's been in not, you haven't seen what a stranger calls then. No, I think that's the only thing I've seen that she was in that I can remember. She's very pretty though. I think yeah. Taylor was jealous. Yeah, true. I mean, yeah, it's okay. I've been there too. I've been jealous and I've done some mean things. So we've been there, Taylor. Relatable. Relatable. <laughs> it makes me think of even cringier than Taylor Swift writing better than Revenge. Kendall and Kylie Jenner back in their like internet days had a song where they were lip syncing like they lip synced to the song oh no and it was cringy it was very cringy it's like better than revenge is like the mean girl anthem Mm, gotcha also stealing people's toys just very juvenile i'm not a fan of the song yeah yeah i know what you mean stealing toys on the playground i think that's where i checked out of the song like i liked it to a point and i was like "Ooh, saucy and upbeat but yeah i know the song starts out when it's like hot and it was summer in yeah like i'm i'm there and then the chorus happens and you're like yikes <laughs> and then like the second first you're like oh that's not nice yeah yeah but we've established I don't really love t- like Petty Taylor. I don't think she does that well. I think that's when her horse girl comes out. <laughs> totally. You know where else her horse girl tendencies comes out? Where? On a song like Innocent. Innocent confuses me because, well, when you listen to it on its own, you don't, and not thinking about the situation at all. Which I love I, it. I wasn't. Yeah, it was really good. And I thought she was writing it. Like, at first, it sounded similar to me. Oh, yeah. Like, kind of like Never Grow Up, like a similar kind of theme. And then, like, when I looked it up, I was like, wait, it was written to 
about Kanye West? That's what I was thinking. Thank you for validating me a little bit because like listening to Innocent, not thinking about what it's about. Yeah. It's very good. And I think that's where Taylor Swift and the public persona thing. Like if she didn't perform this the following year at the VMAs to open it and be like, this is about Kanye West. Yeah. The song plays so much better saying less. <laughs> yeah. It is a little, it's funny because it's a little patronizing, I think, to Kanye because she he is older and she's like, it's okay, sweetie. You're We've still all, an innocent. Like I get yeah. addressing haters and stuff, but I just don't know. <sighs> I know what you mean. I, I almost like, I haven't really thought about this in a really long time, but her whole like, decade and a half long feud with Kanye West. Yeah. It's always rubbed me the wrong way because from Jump Street, she's been so patronizing Mm. to Kanye West and also like so self-righteous. Like she's so righteous about it. Mm -hmm. Even like I'd like to be excluded from the narrative. Like... All the way down, I think. Yeah, she's just always been like, I'm a victim. Yeah. I would I would have loved, even now if she would talk about it in a different way, but maybe she doesn't have this, maybe she doesn't feel this way. But if I was Taylor Swift, I would, especially like now, if I were to ever address it, be like, yeah, I was really young. I was really excited about this moment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it that, made me feel a certain type of way. And then, you know, he kind of took my words and I didn't like what he did with my image. Yeah. And I just didn't think it was cool. And that's not how I want to be portrayed. It made me feel icky. Right. I wish she would have just said that instead, instead of, of being petty and making like a song where she talks about people being snakes. and Yeah. And then her going, I don't know if it was the Grammys or the VMAs when she accepts an award and she says like, you know, but being a feminist and when people try to take me down and say that I'm a bit like whatever she said during that acceptance speech. It's like, whoa, now get off this pedestal, bitch. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Nikki just turned to Kanye. Well, no, like, geez, Louise, that's not the worst thing that could happen to you. Good God, girl, get a grip. Sometimes Taylor Swift, as a Swifty, and sometimes as Swifties, we need to get a grip and realize we're 32 and still growing up now. Yeah. I hear you. You know? Yeah. I think she's also still an innocent. Yeah. She needs to re-listen to that song. Yeah. She really, she needs to reel it in sometimes. Yeah. That's where it's a complicated thing being a Swifty. Definitely. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. Okay, also, so- man, mm-hmm. Taylor Swift is so successful. And like, if you look at the numbers of how much money she makes every single time she gets on stage for this heiress tour, mm. I don't I don't know how you're going to edit this. And I don't know how <laughs> this is going to be marketed in our like YouTube and like TikTok clips. Taylor Swift is fine. And mm. I think any Swifty that's like, poor Taylor, is even today about this Kanye West moment, she's fine. Yeah. She is so fine. Kanye West might not be fine. He's not fine, yeah. He's not fine. Taylor Swift is fine. Mm. 
and she can go cry in her piles and piles of money. <laughs> yeah. No, true. I think, I don't know. Maybe that's why she hypes up some of this stuff, you know, for the, I don't know. Just that coin girl. Yeah. I mean, if people love it, it's too, I think it's also, maybe it's the problem with the fans too and what they respond to. Cause I do feel like she does it for the fans in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's like, oh, people want this. People want this. Like they like seeing this pettiness. They want to hear, you know, about my bad reputation. Like, the, you know what I mean? Like it's, the fans are going to go off. Maybe this part, I don't know. A little bit. I think it is a little fan service. I yeah. think Taylor Swift like nowadays. Time. Yeah. I agree. I think Taylor Swift nowadays is a lot cooler than this era of Taylor Swift. I think she is a little more like, that's what I'd like to believe with like songs like Antihero. And mm-hmm. she's giving like vigilante shit for, for that. She's being more, she's becoming it. more self-aware. Right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. Um. And and then we get to the end of it. Do you have any feelings on Haunted? I know that's a fan fave. The I Last like, Kiss. Yeah. No, I like Haunted a lot. I think I like when there's like a soulful electric guitar <laughs> breakdown in the middle of a song. Um, it kind of has a 2000s sound to me a bit with like, just like... um. The rock guitar and then the strings production of it. It's like Evanescence Light. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's, yeah, sounds cool. <laughs> too. I love the resurgence on TikTok right now. Mm-hmm. I also love the sessions. It's like an AOL session or whatever when she's like with her band and it's all moody. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I love how this song is like moody, but it's not like too moody. Like you can't take it that seriously, but it does sound really cool. I like it. Yeah. Um, can we talk about Long Live? Yeah. Wait, isn't that the last one? It's the last song. Well, there's also last kiss. last kiss. Do you have anything to say about that? No. Do you? No. Oh, but you know, I before we get to the last song, I just realized I totally forgot. You know the song she wrote to, gosh, what's his name from Owl City? Enchanted. Yes. Enchanted. She wrote it to Adam Young, right? Mm-hmm. He wrote a response song. Anyway, I just think that's hilarious because he was also too late with the response. But it sounds literally just like Fireflies. Just saying. I mean, I think every song he ever put out sounds like Fireflies. Yeah. Like, who falls in love with that guy? I'm sorry, but... I feel like he's polarizing, like, or maybe just me. I feel polarized internally by him. He's a controversial figure in your head. <laughs> in my mind, yeah. Um, yeah, Owl City. That was a moment. It was a moment, though. It was a moment. I don't know. I just want to acknowledge that moment, like, just responding directly. I just think that's kind of fun. That is really fun. I, I do think it's so funny how Taylor Swift can feel something. This is where she's a relatable queen. Back to loving Taylor Swift. Um, she writes Enchanted about him. Uh-huh. She has this moment when he writes her an email saying he's wonderstruck. She uses it in the lyrics, makes a perfume about it. He writes a response. Crickets. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like she felt that in the moment. He even used her name like in the song. He's like, Taylor, I wasn't taken by anybody. I'm still... A- it's still available. <laughs> and she's like, no. Now I'm on to, is this like Jake Gyllenhaal? Who's next? Which I get. Yeah. 
I get those eyebrows. Yeah. Or after that where she's like trying to become a Kennedy for a hot second, which is for another oh, episode. Yeah. That's that's a whole different mood, but interesting. Um, um but yeah, long live. As someone that loves to or in my past loves to ghost a person, I love the ending of that enchanted story. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's it's hilarious. Um Long live. Long live. The last song, it's dedicated to her fans and her bandmates. Um, and in the Vice article, this is where the the writer of the article says it's about adolescent self-mythologizing. Mm. And it gives a lot of like fairy tale motifs and like kings and queens. There's some lyrical similarities to Heroes by David Bowie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. I knew it was reminding me of something. Yes. Which it's now become like a graduation song. Yes. Which my, is funny. <laughs> when I listened to this song, my mind immediately went to graduation. Because it's it doesn't it's not a romantic sounding song. You're like, oh, this mm-hmm. has gotta be about my peeps that have been with me. Like you can kind of just tell, but it gives me those vibes of like graduation. Like the literal graduation vitamin C song. <laughs> but it's yeah. cute. I don't know. I think it's really cute. I think this is the song that gets me emotional when she's like if Oh, I forget the lyric like verbatim, but it's like when, you know, you look at the pictures and your kids ask, like, tell them my name. You know, I love the idea of as like a very dramatic, emotional girly. Yeah. Um, or like a sentimental girly. I love the idea of being like, what if I can never perform again? Or like, what if this is the end of the road? <laughs> it's very like, What would I say? Um. So that does get me, like, I guess now, like, talking about it, I get why Never Grow Up is actually, like, a little more of a poignant song, <laughs> but I just, I think, like, Long Live is a great cap off to this girlhood Taylor Swift. Yeah. Where it's like, we're the kings and the queens. You know, I know I keep singing about this fairy tale shit. And waiting for Prince Charming, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just about you guys, the fans, and my band, and this moment. Because, you know, my real love is writing these songs and then sharing them with the people that matter. Love that. And, yeah. And, and then I love that after this, she gets the straight hair and she's into the red. Oh, era. yeah. She, yep. Yeah. I do love, like, it's like, okay. Enough of the this kid is, shit. Like, this is. Yeah. This is all on the line. This is how I feel as like someone that's a child going into adulthood. Mm. I do like it. It does like cap off everything. I love the message behind it. I don't know how I feel about the song itself, but just because it's like so it's to me, it's cheesy. It is like, a little so, cheesy. Like, And I love cheese, but somehow to me, maybe just comparing it to the other songs, I just... It's not personally my favorite, but I still think it's it needs to be said because she is going through this journey. And also, how do you cap off this album? Like, you need something to be like, okay, we've been through it. This is this is me. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be now. I'm gonna <laughs> let the sun shine on me. Also, this song when I hear it on the live stream. Because I watch every single one of like the Eras Tour yeah. surprise songs. When she does this song, which I know she will. Yeah. Waterworks. 
like think about this song at her stage of her career now to people who grew up with this record yeah that's where that's where it's like oh the context of it yeah i can see that it's a love letter to her fans which i think is beautiful i i am curious to like i want to hear her version now and see i mean i'm sure it'll be pretty similar Mm because they don't seem to be very different but it might have more meaning now in a way well you know just like a different meaning yeah so maybe a deeper meaning yeah so you want to rank them yes okay um so vulture did an article of like definitive rankings and i don't want to spend too much time in the weeds because i know we've talked ad nauseum about taylor swift and speak now yeah um but at 190 so the lowest ranking song on the album Mm. better than revenge and they said it was a nasty little song that has not aged well Mm. wait 190 Mm -hmm. out Out of of all of her songs oh okay so so like two three hundred songs yeah or something okay no the worst song on the list like they ranked it's look what you made me do which oh, i agree yeah that song is garbage fight me yeah i i agree um and then innocent haunted but then they like a 97 at sparks fly which mm, that's a little low what, but as a Radiohead fan, it is really funny that Vulture says it's like true love waits, but with more kissing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. um, ours, Last Kiss, Story of Us, Long Live at 69, <laughs> um, back to December at 59. Um, and then the highest on the list at five is mine. And um, they really praise the bridge. And it says Swift packs in so many captivating turns of phrase here. And she does it so naturally. It's hard to believe no one else got to. You are the best thing that's ever been mine before her. And the line about a careless man's careful daughter is so perfect that you instantly know everything about the guy. Mm -hmm. No, I like it. That song's perfect to me. (laughs) That's number one on my rankings. Yeah. I I didn't want it to be because I'm not trying to copy the track list. But some of them turned out that way okay me. give me the give me the fast rankings okay mine sparks fly speak now back to december enchanted haunted better than revenge oh this is a little high i know the story of us um innocent last kiss mean and long live <laughs> sorry it's okay uh, <laughs> and mine is Enchanted, mine, Sparks Fly, Dear John. Oh, wait, did I even, I didn't even mention Dear John. I'm sorry. Yeah, where is, is it higher or lower? It's in the middle. It's like before the story of us and, oh, I, I didn't mention Never Grow Up. That's also higher up there for me. I'm sorry. I wrote this down kind it's of sloppily. Kind. So Never Grow Up is one, two, three, five. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. So, Enchanted Mine, Sparks Fly, Dear John, Back to December, Speak Now, Long Live, Story of Us, Ours, Haunted, Last Kiss, Mean, Better Than Revenge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty fair. Yeah. 
I feel like some of our, I think we had some similar thoughts on some of them, but for sure. <laughs> like, Mean is definitely at the bottom. Well, Mean, mean is a good song. Yeah. Mean would be a better song, better than Revenge. I feel like, but I just see it not, not a fan of the Petty Taylor. So. Yeah. And see, that's where I'm like, maybe I, <laughs> I mean, I don't like, don't get me wrong. I don't like that it's about Camilla Bell, but I think if I take that out of there and just listen to the song, I think it's a bop. Um, and like mostly for me, it just reminds me of Misery Business. And I think that's why I like it. So it's, you know, out of yeah. context, I think I can really enjoy it. And that's how I feel about Innocent too. Like it's a little bit higher sort of in the middle for me because I think I like it in itself, but I don't know how I feel about it being like directly to Kanye West. Same. I think that's where things get murky, but this is a great record just top to bottom. Yeah. And just as a whole, because I know it's like a loose concept record. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just it's it's great. I think it's it, it's a good way to cap off this era of Taylor Swift. It's a good time capsule. Yeah. Held, holds up. And mine slaps. Mine. That's what I was going to say. Mine is the song on this album. Yeah. It, I, I think it should make a, like a reprise. It should come back and... I feel like it still holds up as a song like that could fit in to today's like popular songs, you know? For me, it's like that and Enchanted Mm -hmm. that really are just the standouts. Yeah. That stand the test of time. So long live those songs. Well, before we wrap this up, Brie. Yeah. Or wrap up the Taylor Swift Mm -hmm. of it all. Taylor Swift tomorrow is releasing Speak Now Taylor's version. Mm Mm-hmm. Thoughts. Thoughts. Are you excited? I am excited. Like, now that I've had a chance to re-listen to this album, like, front to back, um, I'm excited to hear, like, Haley Williams on the on one of the tracks. Like, I think that's going to be interesting. Like, I want to hear what's been in the vault all this time. Oh, my God. If we're talking about the vault tracks, which are my, like, favorite of these re-recordings, like, Red's my favorite Taylor Swift album. Mm-hmm. And... Like her with Phoebe Bridgers on Nothing New mm. became like if I'm doing a whole master list ranking of Taylor Swift songs, that's like up there. Yeah. So I'm excited to see her do one with Fallout Boy, Haley Williams. I'm excited to see what the heck when Emma Falls in Love is about because allegedly she was really close to Emma Stone at the time and allegedly it's about. Emma Stone and Andrew Garfield, which oh. back in the day, I stand them so hard. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, I remember that, too. I remember really shipping them. Um, huh. Yeah. And Emma Stone isn't on the train. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know she's not like a singer, but she sang on Lala La- 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 yeah. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be really funny. Just on background vocals. Yeah. Um, oh, but Taylor did share a tweet on... June 5th, it says, I'm very excited to show you the back cover of Speak Now, my version, including the vault tracks and collaborations with Haley Williams from Paramore and Fall Out Boy. Since Speak Now was all about my songwriting, I decided to go with the artist who I feel influenced me most powerfully as a lyricist at that time and ask them to sing on the album. They're so cool and generous for agreeing to support my version of Speak Now. I recorded this album when I was 32 and still growing up now. Oh, so she is And nodding. can't wait to unveil it to you on July 7th. 
She has listened to Innocent. <laughs> She's like, oh, you know what? Yeah. <laughs> Which I'm just like slow clap. Like, yes. Um, love it. I am so excited. I also, it's one of, you know, I've been either here nor there on the Taylor's Virgin album, like covers. Yeah. Oh my God. You've seen the album cover for Taylor's version, right? I don't know that. This, okay, is this? Yes. The album cover? Yes. Okay, then yes. Oh my God, she looks beautiful, perfect. I'm just, I'm in love with that album cover. I think she looks gorgeous. Yeah, she's like giving like swan princess vibes to me. You know, she's like, not that she was ever really an ugly duckling, but she just, I feel like she's blossomed so much. And you know, it's like a nod to her dress that, you know, from Speak Now, right? The purple. Which Speak Now is purple. Yeah. To me. That's the purple. Yeah. It's just like, just a, I love how, because I know on the deluxe version, she has a red dress and originally it's a red dress. Right. But very interesting. Speak Now is purple to me and I love, I love how she looks on this album cover so much. Mm -hmm. And you're right. She just blossoms. Like she's beautiful. Yeah. It's perfect. I, I I know what you're saying, though. Like, this does invoke some kind of feelings for me. Maybe it is, like, also a bit of that nostalgia or something. Like, it captures this. Maybe because she's also curly-haired, Taylor, now that I'm thinking about it. Like, just this nod to that era and just... Also, it's, like, a stunning photo. I feel like the other photo, like, Midnight's, it's, it's kind of grainy. Like, it's a vibe and everything, but it's not, like... It's, I don't know. Well, and I feel like before the Fearless Taylor's version, yeah, it's it, it just it doesn't do it for me. And I think Red, it doesn't do it for me in the same way. Yeah. Like this album cover of Speak Now Taylor's version evokes, like, I think like, it does a good job of capturing, we're re-recording it, but I've grown so much and I'm so mature and look how like it's just like a like a recreation, mm-hmm. but it shows that evolution of yeah. It, it just encapsulates it perfectly, right? Because it's not a literal same pose, same everything. It's just like it's very similar though, but it has it does invoke something like a, like a visceral response. I don't know. Yeah, it. it I don't know. I, I'm in love with it, so I'm just looking forward to it. Same. Well, next week, since we are talking about this next week, we will get into and just like that. Yes. We need some more time. I'm sorry. We can't. Don't <laughs> hate us. We need time to get our thoughts together. I know. I. We've seen too much Miranda with strap-ons. <laughs> we've seen too much Che Diaz. Yeah. We, we need to decompress. We need some time to. Th- we'll circle back to this. We'll, we'll circle back. Um. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. And listen to Taylor Swift. Yeah. Listen to Speak Now Taylor's version. Yeah, let us know your favorites on the album. Okay. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.